We've been on the theme of the resurrection. Easter was last weekend or resurrection weekend, resurrection Sunday we had. And Pastor Neil's asked us to sort of continue with that theme. Why should it just sort of be we're all on a high and now we're back to like resurrection's over? The resurrection's never over. We're constantly living with the resurrection, the reality of the resurrection. And I want to talk this morning about a statement I want to make is that I identify as resurrected with Jesus. I identify as resurrected with Jesus. I'm a real person of personal freedom. I actually believe in our country people should have personal freedoms. I think I as a Christian want people to have personal freedom so they can personally choose Jesus Christ. We can't legalise people to become Christians. The church had tried that before. Government under the influence of the church has tried that over the years and all you end up with is a powerless religion. I like personal choice, so I'm very big for people to have their personal choice in, in how or what the, how they want to identify. I also believe in the personal choice of being able to disagree with somebody as well. We seem to be losing the right to disagree anymore. But I'm big on personal choice, and I identify with the resurrected Jesus. I identify with the resurrected Jesus. I identify as resurrected with Jesus Christ. And brothers and sisters, if you know Christ, if you've been baptised with him, you have died and risen with him, resurrected with the Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. We can leave that verse up for a little bit. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You need to confess with your mouth Jesus and you need to believe in your heart. You need to identify in your heart with the resurrected Jesus. That's what we're hearing about today. People who really believe in their heart that there's, there's something and they want to identify with that. They want to be identified as that and they want that to be respected and recognised. Well, I identify in my heart with the resurrected Jesus. I identify with him. I identify that Jesus rose from the dead. And it says you need to believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead. The resurrection is so important. The resurrection is so important. The resurrection is only possible because of the death. We heard beautifully from Victoria the power of what happened. It was at his death that the veil was torn. He paid the price at his death for us to enter into the holy place, for God's presence to be amongst us, so beautifully put by Victoria this morning. At his death, he had to die. He paid the price. He broke the power of sin and he paid the penalty of sin at his death. He paid the price of sin and he broke the power of sin at his death. And when he rose from the dead, it became available to us. As through the resurrection of Jesus, it all became available to us. It became ours. We can lay hold of it. We can identify with it because Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So important. Must believe in the resurrection to lay hold of what? Salvation. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus raised from the dead, you will be saved. And the word there again is sozo. And sozo means <clears throat> healed, delivered, prospered, restored, protected. This isn't just if you believe in your heart, you'll go to heaven when you die. It's much more than heaven when you die. It's saved every day. It's the salvation we need every day. And so every day I need to believe in my heart and identify with the resurrected Jesus. I need to approach everything with the resurrected Jesus. I need to take every challenge that comes to me through the resurrected Jesus. I identify with the resurrected Jesus and deal with everything in the resurrected Jesus as resurrected with 
Jesus. That's so important. So that we can walk in salvation. The Greek word sozo, healing, deliverance, protection, restoration, prosperity. It's all tied up in that word. It's such a huge word. And it's, I guess religion's almost made it sometimes just go to heaven when you die. But it's so much more than go to heaven when you die. Of course, life after death is very important to us. In fact, we don't talk about it enough. We talk like this 70 Christmases down here is what it's all about. They're just 70. There's thousands more to come. And we, we need, we want to lay hold of life after death. Our children should know that there's life after death. Our children should be able to talk about life after death. Yes. Because we, this is just a short time that they have down here. But it's also healing, deliverance, prosperity. It's salvation now. It's heaven on earth now. For those of us that believe in our heart, that are prepared to speak it with our mouth and believe it with our heart. Isn't it interesting? Sadly, and this is making a bit of a judgment, but sadly today many people will go to church and maybe there's some here this morning that have been dragged here by tradition or by your family and you will confess with your mouth what you're asked to say. You'll sing the songs. But do you believe in your heart that Christ raised Jesus from the dead? And sometimes we're not experiencing the salvation, the sozo, because we actually don't really believe it in our heart. But rather, we're identifying with something else. We're identifying with our pain or with our problem or with our sin or the sin that was done to us rather than with the resurrected Jesus. Because in your heart, you need to identify with the resurrected Jesus for you to lay hold of salvation, the deliverance, the healing, the protection, the prosperity that you need in your life. For Jesus to work in our life. I'm absolutely convinced that Jesus can heal everything, fix everything and work every time. And if he's not working, if I'm not experiencing that victory, I take the responsibility. I need to take the responsibility. What, what's, what's out of order? And it's not even going to be a hard thing. It's not, God's, not, it's not something God's doing to me. It's what am I doing? What am I not doing? What am I not identifying with? What actually in my heart right now am I identifying with as this challenge stands in front of me? Am I identifying with what the doctor said? Am I identifying with what the economy says? Am I identifying with what my father said? Am I identifying with what happened to me? Am I identifying with my mistakes and my errors, my sins perhaps? What am I identifying with? If I identify with the resurrected Jesus, I will be saved from what was done to me and from my own error. Hallelujah. In the resurrected Jesus. And look, it's so easy to identify with the problem. It's so, I, I, so easy to get wrapped up in the problem and stay identified with that. I'd like to just read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, just to remind us of the, the power of this resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12 reads, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith also is empty. Yes, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, whom if he did not raise up, if in fact the dead do not rise. For if the dead do not rise, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Then also those who have fallen asleep in Christ have perished. In this life, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. 
But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, after those, afterward those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. And the last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Hallelujah. The fact of the resurrection, the importance of the fact of the resurrection, the importance that we believe in the resurrection. And sometimes the death of Jesus, and Pastor Pierre took the service here on the Friday morning and got us all to rejoice and celebrate the death of Christ because we celebrate his death because we know the story. He comes back to life again. We don't need to mourn. Sometimes it's sad when we, we get sad or we emotionally moved when we think of the sacrifice he made as Victoria was this morning. It's a moving to think of the price that he paid. When you think of what he suffered to watch a, something as graphic as the passion of the Christ and be reminded of his physical suffering, it's very moving. But the resurrection was to come. And Jesus himself said, you'll kill me, but I will be raised from the dead. God will raise me from the dead. In other places he says, I will raise myself from the dead. That the Spirit of God will raise me from the dead. We knew that as he died, he would be raised from the dead. The resurrection is absolutely vital and so important that we believe in that resurrection and that we hold to that resurrection. And it's something that we believe in our heart, in our hearts, not just in our head. You might be listening to me saying, Peter, I believe Jesus rose from the dead. I accept the fact. There's evidence, there's this. I watched the movie, The Cause of Christ, and apparently there's, there's you know, rooms full of historical evidence of the resurrection of Jesus stronger than there is even evidence of some of the philosophers that today our teachings are based on in education. Some of our academic education in university is based on much less evidence than the fact of the resurrection of Jesus, even from a scientific aspect. Wow. So it's not too hard to get to a mental place where you accept that Jesus raised from the dead, but we're talking about believing in your heart. Because when you believe in your heart, then it becomes a reality in your everyday life. And again, this is a challenge. This isn't something, well, I believed in my heart when I was young and I always have. Well, there's victory when you believe in your heart. And life brings troubles. And those troubles want to get in our heart. And those troubles want us to identify with them. That's the work of the evil one, to get us to identify with the troubles in this world. That's the only thing he's got left. Because he can't undo what Jesus has done. He can only undo what you choose to identify with. He can't stop. He can't break the power of Christ. He can just steal it from you Amen. and steal it from me based on what we identify with, what we believe in our heart. And that's why we need to come to church. That's why we need to be around believers. That's why we need to get to life group. We need to be hearing this. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. And if you're not hearing, you're struggling. You will struggle if you are not hearing this word of God. If you are not around where these things we're talking about this morning, I need to hear this. I even need to hear it coming out of my own mouth. It's stronger than even when I just read it and prepare it. As I say it, I can feel, I can feel the truth of it, the strength of it. Faith comes by hearing the word of God, and we need to have our faith in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 6. I'm going to read verse 1 to 11. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? 
Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism unto death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Hallelujah. Raised with Jesus. Verse 5, For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for everyone. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also consider yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. The power of the resurrection. Consider yourself to have joined Jesus in the resurrection. If you've been baptized into Christ, I remind you, you have been risen with Christ. You've risen from the dead with Jesus. Yes, you live in this fallen house. You live in this vessel. Again, I say you live in this vessel because you have something to do here on earth and that's to bring the kingdom of God. I remind you, you're here to bring the kingdom of God. You're here because God has a purpose for you. He's looking to the day when you leave this house. I know you're putting it off as long as you can, but he's looking forward to the day when you leave this house. I know you don't want to physically die. It says heaven will greatly rejoice at your physical death because you'll finally be out of this body with all its troubles and woes. So why leave me here? So that I might walk in the resurrection and people might see the power of the resurrection. People might experience the power of the resurrection. That there might be a witness and a testimony through your life of the power of the resurrection. That's why you're here, baptised brother and sister. And the one who's not baptised this morning, you won't know this power until you die and rise again with Jesus. And you need a baptism in which you die and rise with Jesus. Maybe you've been through the water before and it's not your experience. Then go back until faith in that baptism raises you up with Jesus Christ. I don't care how many times you've got to do it. Do it till you know and you are convinced that you have died and risen with Jesus Christ. Because that's what's happened. That's what you need to walk in. I'm going to ask Pastor Sonia just to come up so I can demonstrate something here. I didn't warn her. I've done this before. It comes from a little bit of a video about holding on to, so you're just going to stand and we're going to hold arms, if you remember this one. Oh, right, yeah. So Sonia's in white. She's the lovely, she's the Christian, I'm the devil for this example. Yes, the guy in the darker clothes. And so before Christ, sin had a grip on us. The evil one had a grip on us. He held us. And if Sonia wanted to let go... She couldn't because the devil will not let go. He had a hold. Sin had a hold on you. Sin had a hold on you. Had a hold on every one of us. King David longed to be free of that hold over him. Christ came and he died on the cross to break the power of sin. He rose from the dead to break the power of sin, holding on to you and me. So now sin has no right to hold. So if Sonia wants to pull away, no, you let go of me. You're pulling me. You're letting go. She has a right to pull away. Let's try that again, hallelujah, because we've got to, get, got to get my wife fully born again here now. So sin no longer has a right to hold. She's free to go. She's free to go. Don't leave yet. But what we do sometimes is we hold on to sin. 
We hold on to what we've done. We hold on to what's been done to us. We identify with our mistakes, with our parents' mistakes. Again, sin isn't always what we've done wrong. Sin is what's out of God's will for you. And often sin has been done to you. Again, by people who did it, most likely broken people who broke you. That's the broken world we live in. And if you hold on to sin, sin is happy to hold on to you. In the resurrection of Jesus, sin has no right to hold on. So brother and sister, if something's got a hold of you, what are you holding on to? Baptized friend, if, you've, if something's holding on to you, if sin is holding on to you, if the past is holding on to you, if hurt is holding on to you, if offense is holding on to you, if trouble in your body is holding on to you, if depression is holding on to you, if what's been done to you is still holding on to you, if you're still being identified, if you're still identifying with your errors or what was done to you, I have to challenge you, baptized friend, you must be holding on to it because it has no right to hold on to you. That's right. That's so true. It has no right to hold on to you. We need to let go. Thank you, Pastor Sonia. We need to let go. We need to let go and identify with the resurrected Jesus. We need to identify with the power that rose Jesus from the dead because that's the power that lives in us. That's what it says. Consider yourselves alive to God in Christ Jesus. Likewise, we will walk in the newness of life that Christ had when he rose from the dead. Well, that's ours to walk in. That's ours to have. And often we just think, yeah, but I, I know I have that, but, you know, I've got this too. Then let go. Don't identify with it. And I tell you, stuff keeps happening through life. And I have found myself in places where I'm feeling this, this, that. And, I, and when I go to the Lord, he just says, well, let it go. Peter, stop identifying with this. Stop owning this. This error you did. This what was done to you. This seeming unfairness. This trouble in life. I told you in the world you'll have trouble, but I've overcome it. You need to identify with me, the overcomer. You need to identify in my overcoming power in this circumstance. And I ask you, brother and sister, baptized friend, I ask you, if you sat, what, what's, what's troubling you? And it might even be a small thing that you just keep identifying, that you just keep saying, well, I've just got to put up with this and this affects me, this slows me down. I can't because of this. I can't because of that. I can't get over this. Friend, let go. Let go and identify with the resurrected Jesus. Identify as resurrected with Christ because that's what the Bible says. You are resurrected with him. You join him in his death and in his resurrection. Identify with that resurrection this morning. Let go. Paul said this to us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. The, he, said, he said that he prays this. This is what he prays, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at, at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the ages to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, 
which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Amen. Paul's prayer is, my prayer for you is, my prayer for myself, my prayer for my children, my prayer for my grandchildren, is that they would have their eyes open to understand what the power is, that my grandchildren won't seek power in anything else but in the resurrected Jesus, not in their education, not in money, not in relationship, not in influence, not in who they know, not in their own good looks or their own talents. They might recognise none of that carries the power that they need. It will all let them down. It will fail them. Only the power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that they need to lay hold of. Amen. That the eyes, the eyes of their understanding might recognise the power that God has towards us, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. This power that's available to me, God did it when he raised him from the dead. Sometimes we think someone else has got it more than me or I don't have it yet or I still need to lay hold of it or I've got big problems that stop me. I've got mistakes that prevent me or this person's preventing me or this organisation or this leader or someone's preventing me. This offence prevents me. Let go. You need to let go because that's a lie. Because that's all the devil has is lies. He's a deceiver of the brethren and all he has is lies. And he has us living under lies and he lies to me. And sometimes I take that lie on for days or for weeks or for months until I finally say, Lord, what's wrong with me? He goes, you just won't let go, Peter. You need to let go. You need to let go of this hurt. You need to let go of this mistake. You need to let go of this human response and walk in the power that raised me from the dead. Walk in heaven, do it as as in heaven, seated in heavenly places. See things from heaven. View this from heaven. Heaven has a view of your circumstance, but you'll only discover it in the resurrected Jesus because he's the one that went and sat up there and says you're seated with him in heavenly places. Brothers and sisters, we need to let go. Sometimes we just need to let go. So that resurrection story of the past weekend, of resurrection weekend, or commonly called Easter, that resurrection power is a reality in our life. Let's just stand. And just while Harry plays, I just want to give you an opportunity this morning. If, the, if the, you ask the Holy Spirit, if there's something you need to let go of, Of course, you can stay in your seat and say, well, I'll I'll go home and I'll deal with this my next private time or I'll, I'll think a bit more about this. But you know what? I challenge you this morning, just humble yourself and come forward and say to Jesus, I'm letting go of this. I'm gonna let go of this. Maybe there is something you need to let go of because I want to tell you whatever that addiction is, whatever that thought pattern is, whatever that unhappiness is, whether it's mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, wherever it's got hold in you, wherever it's lodged itself, you can be free in the resurrection power of Jesus. You can get rid of it. You can let go of it. It has no right to hold you. Baptised, resurrected with Christ person. It has no right to hold you. And if you have not been baptised or you think, I just never, I just got baptised to do, to do the right thing, then my friend, get baptised again if that's what you need to do. You decide you, or maybe make it claim the power of the baptism you've already had. It's up to you. But we need to walk in the power of the resurrection that's ours at baptism. Let's just bow our heads.